mortgage fraud. The LexisNexis Mortgage Asset Research Institute has identified Florida as continuing to be the weakest and most vulnerable to mortgage fraud cases. How will that impact the economy, and how can markets such as Florida recover? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with Jennifer Butts, the Manager of Data Processing for the LexisNexis Mortgage Asset Research Institute, which is part of LexisNexis Risk Solutions. Jennifer, could you please tell the audience a little bit about your role within the LexisNexis Mortgage Asset Research Institute, as well as some of the primary functions of the institute? My role within LexisNexis Mortgage Asset Research Institute pertains specifically to data. So everything that involves the processing of data that we bring in, the presentation of data in report format, and the research behind all of the data that we collect and then present to the industry fall under my purview. As far as the primary functions of the institute, Historically, our role has always been to help the industry defend itself against entities that perpetrate fraud and serious misrepresentation. The way that we accomplish that is by the responsible sharing of information. What we do is we pull in information from a variety of sources, from state regulators, for example, federal regulators, and we also pull in information from our bank of customers, our subscribers out there in the industry, mortgage lenders, appraisers, investors, insurers, and all of this information that is pulled in, negative in nature, a derogatory sanction, for example, from a regulator, an investigation, for example, from a lender, adds a background component picture to entities in the industry. And our customers then use the products, use the data that we've collected to create a picture, if you will, of, of an entity's professional background. And you've answered part of my, my next question, which is, how is information for the annual report that the Institute puts out, how is that information collected? The information that we use in our annual report, which is basically a report about fraud trends nationally for a specific year, is collected from our subscribers. So this information is restricted to the investigations that we pull in from people out of the industry. Anybody who has a financial stake in a transaction and does a QA investigation, either pre- or post-funding, sends that investigation to us. Now, the investigation has to meet some criteria. It has to be material misrepresentation, which means it can't be $5 on a pay stub. It has to be verified misrepresentation, meaning the submitter has, to have, has actually verified that there was serious misconduct or misrepresentation. It can't just be suspicious activity. And finally, we don't accept information that is strictly borrower or consumer fraud. So all the information that we pull in involves a professional. And this information, these investigations that meet that criteria, are then put into a database, and we mine that data to present statistics for mortgage fraud trends every year. As far as our annual report is concerned, what we do to generate a national ranking for a given year is we take the data that we pull in, those investigations, and we weigh them against origination data so that we have a, a more fair picture of any given state's fraud and misrepresentation rate. We all know that Florida, for example, has far more loan originations than a state like Vermont. So when we take the origination data in and we weigh those percentages against the percentages of, of fraud reports in our database, we come out with what we call the Mortgage Asset Research Institute Fraud Index, or an MFI. It's basically a number that essentially ranks those states in terms of fraud incidents for a given year. Now, the Institute, in its most recent report, has identified five Florida markets as being the most weakened by the mortgage fraud crisis. Markets in New Jersey, Arizona, and Virginia also have recently been added. What's contributing to some of these weaknesses in these markets? We can't tell why markets are, are performing the way that they are, and we can't tell why 
certain states are um, are trending higher than others. Anecdotally, though, we see what what the rest of the country sees. We see that in Florida and even a state like California, for example, the proliferation of investment properties or beach condos certainly make fraud in those states very easy. And the sheer volume of those properties, coupled with value inflation, has always been a red flag for Florida specifically. Now, as far as the other states, uh, New Jersey, Arizona, Virginia, those that you mentioned, those states are red flag states as far as value declining in those markets. So if you look at property values in those three states, what you'll see is that property values are falling dramatically there. And that information actually trends pretty closely to mortgage fraud reports in those states. From 2008 to 2009, the total number of mortgage fraud suspicious activity reports increased by 5%. But that increase was significantly lower than the reports that were provided from 2007 to 2008, for instance. So does that mean that mortgage fraud is decreasing, or is that just that the industry might not be doing a good job of identifying the new types of frauds? I actually don't think that either of those is really the case. What I think is that there's still a 5% increase. Keep in mind that the 5% increase is on top of the record high previous year increases. 5% increase over the you know two-year highs for the previous two years is still a pretty sizable increase. The increase, as you've pointed out, isn't growing as exponentially as it has been. That's a good thing because it tells us, number one, that as loan volumes decrease, so, so decrease fraud volumes. It also tells us that the industry has taken up the mantle of reporting this information. So one of the reasons that these fraud numbers here put out by FinCEN and the FBI and in our reports as well increase and have increased for the past three to five years is that people out in the industry are actually reporting more. So they're investigating more thoroughly and they're reporting that information. There's no real way to separate, you know, mortgage fraud is up 7% this year from is it really that there is a 7% greater in- incidence of mortgage fraud or is, is part of that, certainly definitely part of that is that the industry is reporting more information out there as well. So what are some of the new schemes that you're seeing hit the market? Well, um, I think if you, if you take a, a look at what's happening in the industry right now, foreclosures, short sales, what we've learned, if anything, is that people out there who perpetrate fraud do so by paying attention to what's happening. Right now, what we'll see is there is a proliferation of foreclosures and for short sales in the industry. In short sale fraud, for example, fraudsters will essentially flip a property. They'll, they know that a property is, is going to be sold for a short sale, perfectly legal, for a price less than what the balance of that house is owed to the bank. They convince the bank or the lender to take less than the house is worth, while secretly they've made a deal with somebody either the buyer or or somebody else, to sell the property to someone else for a higher rate. So essentially, they're flipping that property very quickly after putting a smaller amount towards the lender. So the lender is the one who's being stuck here with, you know, they're losing 50, 100 grand on a property because they're not aware of backhand deals, so to speak. The other type of of fraud that I mentioned, the foreclosure prevention and rescue schemes, these usually involve folks posing as, knowledgeable foreclosure specialists, if you will. They'll put flyers on your car, they'll knock on your door, they'll say, hey, we know you're about to be foreclosed on, we can help you. Let us buy your house, we'll pay your bills, you can live there, you can rent from us, you can pay your rent, and then we'll sell it back to you. We're just trying to help. And what actually happens, of course, is that these folks sell the house out from under the um, the previous owners who are being foreclosed on and then run off with the money and evict the folks. What you see here are typical traditional con artists. 
they, they're going after people who are in desperate situations financially. Do you expect application fraud to once again top the list in 2010? Yeah, I mean, there, there's no way for us to really predict that. I, I definitely think we're going to see an increase in, in these other practices because the industry itself has changed. Um, one of the things that we found in 2009 was that appraisal fraud has, has risen from, you know, a relatively average kind of fraud type to actually second in, in the fraud type list for, the, for 2009. So we expect to see potentially um, more appraisal fraud out there. We also expect to see... Um, you know, application it tends to trend so highly as fraud on the application because there's so much information on the application. There is income, there's employment, there's asset, there's occupancy, there's identity. So when any of those types of things, basically anything that's part of the borrower's profile, is misrepresented or fraudulent on the application, that's going to make that entire package a problem. I wanted you to also speak to some of the fraud opportunities that the Institute has identified, as well as explain how Fannie Mae's Collateral Data Delivery Initiative is expected to combat fraud. Um, well, as far as what we've identified, I think that the short sale fraud, the foreclosure rescue fraud, those kinds of things fall into that arena. Um, what we're looking at now and what we're looking at as a result of our, of our report that came out this spring is, is that increase in appraisal fraud. And as you point out here, Fannie Mae's CDD or collateral data delivery system it has been put in place to address some of those issues with the appraisal. Now, since we've written this report, Fannie Mae's CDD will actually be soon phased out because they have a new program in conjunction with Freddie Mac. These two guys are working together and they're putting out the UMDP, which is the Uniform Mortgage Data Program. And what this program essentially does is that it supersedes the CDD. Okay? That's a lot of acronyms. But, but essentially what's happening is that instead of Fannie Mae putting out a system wherein they would take in electronic appraisal data, now Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are working together to put in place a, a very similar system. So the system that goes into place, I believe January 1st of 2011, is called, again, the UMDP. What the UMDP does is that it requires more electronic, uniform, consistent data from appraisers specifically on, obviously, on the appraisals. And what that's going to do for the industry is that it's going to standardize, it's going to get everybody on the same page as far as requirements, language, um, acceptable and non-acceptable ambiguities. And what that is actually a really good thing. Using a shared framework, using a shared platform, what we will have as a result is a more transparent appraisal process, an appraisal process wherein appraisers across the country who are going to participate in loans with Fannie and Freddie have to adhere to the same guidelines. And Fannie and Freddie are going to, they're going to have a full day, at the very least, to look at the information and verify it. So how can lenders do a better job of forecasting poorly performing real estate markets, which will help them better assess risk and their valuations and tailor lending strategies? Toby, it may seem like common sense, and I hate to, to be the commonsensical uh, sort of speaker here, but, but data like economic data, like foreclosure and employment rates, actually really closely correlate to areas that are hardest hit in the mortgage industry. So paying attention to high foreclosure rates, they're actually going to tell you about future property valuation issues. Obviously, they're going to talk about uh, borrowers' ability to pay loans. As the last couple of years have shown us, certainly the national economy, houses, jobs, mortgages, income, all of these things are pretty tightly wound up. Paying attention to all kinds of markers in the economy, like I was saying, foreclosure, job numbers, property values are going to help us find those areas where, where there are going to be problems in the future. 
addition, paying attention to fraud trending areas like the states and, and the metropolitan areas we talk about and some of our competitors talk about as well are actually going to help lenders put big red flags over areas so they can pay special attention to that as well. What can financial institutions do now to reduce their risk of mortgage fraud? Well, the message now is, is verify all information in a loan transaction, and we can break that down into three things. Number one, verify the professional's credentials. Are they who they say they are? Are they licensed? Do they have any past disciplinary actions? Number two, verify the borrower's credentials. The employment, the income, the assets, the debts, their address history, even their identity. Verify everything associated with that person or those persons. And number three, verify the property's credentials. Is, it the va- is the value right? Are the comps appropriate? What about the amenities? After all the information has been verified, what we need to do as an industry, what financial institutions should do, is then report unscrupulous activity that, that they discovered during the verification process to the appropriate agencies, law enforcement, state regulators, federal regulators, and also to information providers like us, because we wouldn't be able to to trend information, to give information on the industry without the industry's participation and and sharing information together for a common purpose. That information sharing is so important when we look at fraud generally. Absolutely. We've just heard from Jennifer Butts, Manager of Data Processing for the LexisNexis Mortgage Asset Research Institute, which is part of LexisNexis Risk Solutions. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.